0: Hello and welcome to the Startups Roundtable. I'd like to start with an acknowledgement of country. We acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which we meet. Here in Sydney, it's the Gadigal people. We pay respect to elders past, present and emerging, and extend our respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people listening today. On this podcast, I have the pleasure of speaking with Delete Murrile who is the founder and CEO of Zscore. Deleep brings a range of experiences to this conversation that include stepping from a role with a global technology leader to start his venture in a space where he is shaping the data quality market. Hi, Tony Hackett is my name, and I'm your host on the Startups Roundtable podcast, where I invite guests to share their startup experiences, get an inside view on a startup's path that invariably has many twists and turns in the road. We look for the lessons worth repeating, and the bumps we should avoid. In this conversation, Dalip takes us through the steps from idea to ongoing R&D, and he has also brought a perspective on external advice, as he has been through two accelerator programs, one in Bangalore, India, and the other in Melbourne, Australia. And I started by asking Dalip to share a little about himself and the background to Zscore.
1: Thank you, Tony. Thank you for the kind words. Uh, My name is Dilip Murali. I am the founder and uh, CEO of uh, Zscore. We are a next-generation data management company. Uh, Zscore was started with the sole ambition to provide intelligence to organizations. Uh, That's a lot more than regular analytics, but has a business focus. However, early in our journey, we realized that uh, data usability was one of the biggest challenges and one of the reasons why Uh, both large and small organizations were uh, struggling to become data-driven and also get the best from data to make their decisions on a day-to-day basis. After uh, various customer interviews and uh, doing small POCs, we figured out that uh, the approach of augmented data management to provide intelligence to organizations was the path that we had to take. The problem of data quality we realized that the problem of data quality was one of the most important ones that need to be solved in the next 12 to 24 months for companies to become uh, you know, data competitive using uh, database decisions. So we made a pivot and started focusing on automating data quality and building smart systems around it to derive intelligence. So we started uh, building a product that will use, use machine learning to uh, solve this problem. We also used a design thinking based approach and this entire journey was triggered by customer interactions and validations. And that's one of the unique propositions why why our uh, product offering is very different. It is also built for the knowledge age and not for the information age. The entrepreneurship uh, bug bit me when I was doing my uh, MBA Back in 2012, Uh, my interest to understand the customer and different aspects of uh, a business became very, very high. I was a product guy all along. And though I understood how to build products very well, somehow the need to holistically look at a product from all perspectives became my core interest. This led to me to do sales, product marketing, etc., and thus, I understood and got an idea on how to build an organization, how to build a product that actually can uh, scale across customers, and also how to build a business as well. So all these uh, have helped me immensely in uh, building Z-Score thus far.
0: Uh, that's fantastic. Great summary. It actually made me think about uh, one of my favorite books, actually, which is Crossing the Chasm by Jeffrey Moore. I'm not sure if you've seen that where he talks about going from having uh, early adopters who are really bought into the innovation to the point where people need to see the business value. And what you just described, I've I've seen something associated with it in the annual report of a telco. Just saw this recently. The telco has enormous spread around IoT, but incredibly slow and tiny growth around delivering solutions on it. And as you've described what it is that you do around data quality, it makes me think that the step that you're able to put in for organizations could actually allow them to accelerate extracting that business value. Are you starting to see that kind of initiative or or opening in organizations?
1: Yes, of course, Tony. Uh, product is, our product is uh, delivered on providing value to organizations. And um, early in our journey, we started. Uh, we decided that we will focus purely on uh, the financial sector. This includes banks, insurance companies, and other financial institutions as well. So uh, typically, when we go to an organization, we tell them our story. Um, there's a lot of... Uh, some people understand it immediately uh, because they face those kind of problems. And then there are people who are skeptical about the journey because... Uh, A lot of them are uh, used to the regular master data management, the MDM style of uh, uh, databases and uh, data journeys. Uh, Yet, uh, since what we're telling is very practical, uh, once we do pilots with them or POCs with them, they understand the true value as to what we're providing and they're more than happy in uh, working with us. And one of the other things that we've also realized is that uh, Data quality is a perennial problem that every company is facing at this point in time. So, um, we believe uh, it is going to be it is going to soon become an Achilles' heel for companies, and it's if not uh, if it's not started becoming one right now, it will soon become an Achilles' heel for them. And uh, we've also started. Uh, there's so much of uh, material outside that tells us uh, how the ROI on uh, analytics and AI and machine learning has been um, absent uh, you know it's been very low so um, so we believe uh, we we are already seeing a lot of customers uh, being able to understand our product journey and uh, uh, are able to appreciate what we're doing right now
0: that's great could I ask you to maybe step out of the the solution and the technology and talk to me about becoming a founder and and when that thought process started for you and how you exercised that in being an employee and how you got to the point of having the confidence to actually step from being an employee of a company to to starting your own venture.
1: It started in 2009. And, uh, you know, like I mentioned, it, I, I've been a product guy all along. Uh, sometimes being a product guy, um, you know, understand doing coding all your life is looks cool but you also get very less amount of uh, you don't have an idea on who your customer is your um, what is the product outside in the real world how does it work there's very less uh, what do you call information that you get and uh, that isn't a good thing and somehow I started realizing that in 2009 and I felt it was it was not the right way to approach product development. So I ventured into other areas of the company, went into product marketing, uh, went for various trade shows. I, I was still very technical there, but I went to various uh, events, uh, various conferences, global conferences, and started understanding about how customers talk. I started interacting with uh, customers, and it Change my perspective on how products are being built and what customers exactly are looking at products. You know, typically we think that uh, building a lot of features is actually very cool, but uh, we understood that customers typically don't use that many amount of features. They just use the ones that uh, they require and they expect it to work all the time. And uh, those were some of the, you know, eye-opening aspects of uh, moving away from product development. And that's when you realize that the reality that you've lived in for so long has actually is not true. And the quest to go outside and understand the other aspects eventually starts overtaking. And that was how I ventured out and uh, decided to start uh, my own company.
0: You've had the experience then of testing your idea out on yourself and your family and then on... Customers and on investors and on uh, accelerator startup programs. Could you maybe walk through a a little bit of of your experience with each of those, but also where some of the surprises and, and learnings may have lay?
1: Yes, absolutely. Um, we, uh, given the nature of our product, I couldn't test it with uh, family. But uh, what we did is we spent a good amount of time, especially understanding product market fit. We spent close to about uh, three-fourths of a year uh, understanding product market fit because uh, uh, the product that we were talking about, the idea that we had was uh, it was very different. Number one, number two is um, it was very specific to data quality because that's where we started though our, Product roadmap was very different. Uh, we started with automation of data quality. It was a specific focus on a on a specific problem. And uh, then what happened was we actually went out, spoke to lots of customers. Uh, we had uh, tons of meetings. I would just go and try to get meetings with everybody whom I thought was relevant to pitch this idea see how their products how what kind of uh, methods they actually used in their organizations these were large companies so i i kept, built a network went and spoke to people um did free pilots free pocs short ones and um, you know understood uh, got a lot of uh, comments and uh, what should i say suggestions from people and then we understood what exactly we wanted to build what what were we going behind, uh, who were our uh, users, what kind of users are, do we have business users, do we have uh, technical users? So we understood that, and uh, we also created a user user's journey as well. And all this created, uh, you know, gave us the confidence that uh, we were heading down the right track. So that's, that's the way we started, and uh, I definitely think... Understanding product market fit, going out to the market, talking to customers, talking to people, validating the product, the idea is uh, extremely important. It kind of uh, it's it's very fundamental, and it kind of cements your uh, what do you call the idea and the and the thoughts you have in your mind, whether they're right or wrong. It's it's a very humbling experience as well.
0: It's fantastic validation and. Uh, When you said uh, it took a year, I'm sitting here thinking, I I bet a year felt really, really slow at the time, but it probably vanished before your very eyes. Yes,
1: actually it did. Um, Today when I look back, you know, obviously you could see what are the mistakes. If I were to do it again, it wouldn't take a year. It would probably take maybe a couple of months. But at that point in time, um, you know, uh, typical rookie mistakes – Uh, we ended up uh, going all over the place we didn't have a focus and uh, then later down the line we realized you know it's what we what mistakes we were we were making and uh, most importantly uh, this is when you a startup uh, founder an entrepreneur has to show uh, character because there's a lot of criticism there is a lot of uh, what should i say unforeseen incidents that happen Uh, we all know time is money and startups don't have time neither do they have money so uh, it's uh, it is tough and uh, but you know it's it's a it we were supposed to do that and if we had not done that then I wouldn't be here talking to you today so uh, sometimes we have to accept those mistakes and eventually move on but uh, the best the best part that comes out of it is the learning experience
0: and I think that's most important. Talib, I'm picturing uh, that if you weren't at the start, that you're probably a fantastic time manager now. How do you go about prioritizing, especially as you're, you're doing projects and delivering outcomes for companies? And I'm, I'm sure that they're encouraging you to develop down certain paths and you're taking a step back and looking at the broader marketplace. Can you walk me through how you you manage that Taking on ideas, but then working out what to pair off and what to actually attack straight away.
1: Uh, it's a it's a very interesting question, and it uh, and it's important as well because uh, you know we as I, as as I mentioned we are automating data quality, and pretty much every company right now has data quality issues, and uh, when we talk to customers, they if some I mean a lot of us. A lot of them actually uh, are very excited working with us so they come up with uh, various suggestions on different features that uh, they would like to see uh, but uh, we uh, decided up front that we will not implement each and every feature that the customer requires we would go back and we would look at how to um, how our product stack is going to work and how can we solve these problems in the most efficient way And not try to build all features that uh, try to solve every problem that is out there. So, uh, this focus has really helped us in uh, building our product stack, understanding the features that we want to build, and uh, engaging with uh, partners and customers to solve this uh, mammoth data quality issue. Or problem so um that is the
0: approach that we've taken, and uh, it seems to have uh, paid off till now you uh, you made me think about a podcast I listened to a little while ago, and it was from a sixteen z the uh, v c firm And they were talking about uh, innovators and uh, and large incumbents, and I sort of distilled down what i what I remember them saying, they spoke about uh, the innovator has to work out distribution. And the large company needs to make sure they can innovate faster than the innovator can distrib- work out distribution. So as you spoke about the partners, that, is that a reasonable way to be thinking about it? So uh, partners partners are
1: very critical for us. Uh, we, earlier in our uh, journey, we understood that uh, if we had to succeed, we needed to go with a partner-based approach. And there are two reasons why. Like I mentioned earlier, we cannot solve every problem that is out there And uh, so we understood that uh, we'd have to engage with partners to solve uh, very specific problems. Um, The other aspect is uh, understanding what kind of a technology base we will have. So we said uh, we will have two kind of partners. We'll have technology partners and we'll have uh, implementation partners. So technology partners pretty much help us in providing uh, the infrastructure on which our product can run, and uh, since we deal with data at a very large uh, at a very large basis, typically talking about petabytes and terra, terabytes and petabytes of data, so we needed the right infrastructure, the right uh, support system to actually go and solve these problems. Then came the implementation partners, where we're talking about uh, enterprise customers who have huge number of uh, data challenges and uh, the initial aspect given that we are a startup uh, we cannot solve and uh, we cannot solve every problem and our product journey to build what we want to is going to be uh, you know it's going to take time we said we will go with implementation partners who will help us with implementation and also solve these customer focused data quality problems um in our uh, in in at zscore we call that we are building something called a unified data model that is very specific to the organization, very specific to the industry vertical. So, these organization-specific problems, we provide a platform so that our implementation partners can build, um, you know, uh, can build uh, solutions that are very specific to those uh, problems. Uh, turnkey solutions, basically.
0: The one thing that's come through in this conversation, or a couple, but one thing that's really clear to me is that what you do is really clear to you, which means that what you do is very simple to explain to customers and prospective customers. If the problem looks like this, then Zscore is the company for that. Were you always, if if that's true, was it always as tight a focus? Was it as clear in your mind when you started as, as it appears to be now? No, it wasn't actually speaking. Uh, when I started uh, Z-Score, um,
1: we had a different uh, product in mind. We had a different idea. But um, then we understood slowly. We started listening to our customers, number one. Number two is we started uh, talking to people, people who are uh, who understand these markets very well, who understand the technology very well, who understand the space very well. Um, and, uh, you constantly learn from people and that's something that, uh, I've uh, learned a lot and, um, uh, I've got, I've had some valuable mentors. Uh, some of them have taken their personal time and who've, uh, told me who, who've been very open and honest, um, uh, and giving me the right information, telling me where I was wrong. Uh, One of the things I've I've felt is the most important aspect in here is that uh, you need to be uh, you need to be ready to take uh, criticism from people, and these are genuinely constructive criticisms that will help you. Um, And uh, that's how we were able to get into uh, you know what we're doing right now. We were able to craft our product better, and we were able to craft our messaging, our positioning. It took quite a bit of time, but uh, yes, it's, um, I would say I'm very happy with uh, how it has panned out.
0: What's your commentary on the startup programs, such as the Startup Bootcamp and, and the NetApp Accelerator program? If there was a potential founder listening to the podcast today, now thinking, well, how would I work into those programs? Why would I try and get a spot in one of those programs? What would you say to them? So when we started our journey, we uh,
1: did not. We made a lot of mistakes, and then somewhere along the line, you you know your past experiences help you in uh, you know putting you in the right path, and that's when uh, you know when we, when we started uh, identifying that uh, data quality was a space that we had to be. We pivoted into it. And uh, we started understanding product market fit and everything. Uh, that's when NetApp Accelerator happened, and um, NetApp is a technology partner with us. We've become a global partner with NetApp, so it's been uh, it's been a great journey for us with NetApp, and uh, we've been able to um, you know use the services of NetApp. Uh, personally, I've been extremely shameless in going and asking for help at, with uh, you know at uh, NetApp and uh, the uh, the NetApp team have been nothing short of uh, spectacular. Uh, they have helped us at every every step. Um, we've understood our product better. We've had the uh, what do you call privilege to uh, you know have mentors in NetApp from a technical perspective. They have been immensely helpful in uh, creating our product stack, helping us in understanding which kind of what kind of stack do we have to. Uh, use this comes in very handy because as a startup you don't have too many people with you Um, and when you need those kind of uh, when you need that kind of expertise to understand uh, what is right and what is wrong uh, these mentors are uh, extremely helpful the second aspect is uh, um, you know the the connections that you get so um, NetApp was great at that as well they, uh, you know, we are now partners with NetApp, like I mentioned, and uh, we are uh, we work very closely with the sales team in Australia and in India. And uh, the Australian team, we work with them on a day-to-day basis, and uh, it's, it's it's a dream come true for every startup when you have when you work with uh, such a large organization, and uh, that is a result of how. Uh, of the journey that started from the accelerator. Uh, with respect to Startup Bootcamp, uh, Startup Bootcamp was a, was a shot in the arm for us. Um, we, un- we had already decided uh, Australia was going to be a market we we're going to focus on. And when Startup Bootcamp happened and uh, we got into Melbourne and we started working with our companies, that's how we got our first uh, uh, major customer in Australia and uh, uh startup bootcamp it has been uh what should i say uh, they've been one of the biggest reasons for the success that uh, we've had in australia um and uh, and you know if i think um, if you have the right focus and you're solving the right problems uh these kind of uh, accelerators and incubators would be just the perfect, uh, what do you call, they can give you the perfect boost. And for us, uh, we had strategically um, you know, decided we would not get into too many accelerators and uh, incubators. And that's primarily because we wanted to focus, we are a very revenue-driven organization. We wanted to go and acquire more customers. The fact that uh, it actually, every incubator or accelerator um Takes more time and you have to actually spend that amount of time to get into the program and do justice to the program and being a startup you don't have that much amount of resources to spend Uh, we said we will go and uh, uh, get into accelerators and incubators only from a strategic perspective say for example if we have to enter a new market and uh, that becomes a perfect opportunity for you to use an accelerator to get inside, understand the market. Um, say, for example, when we worked with the uh, startup bootcamp, one of the primary things we wanted to understand is, uh, the Australian market. We had no clue about uh, how to price in the Australian market. How will, how, what is the customer psyche? Uh, what do customers expect? Um, so these are things that we learned and we applied uh, uh, rather well. And that's how we uh, got our first customer. So uh, this has been a strategy. So accelerators and incubators, from a Z-score perspective, has been a very strategic decision.
0: That's a fantastic answer. And when I've, I've looked at different programs, I've looked at it from not being a founder, and I've looked at it, I guess, academically. But the way you've just explained it, it's such a strategic decision that you've selected one in the hope that you would be selected. And I'm not saying that you weren't humble in that. But you selected one because of what it could offer globally for reach and the second one for what it could offer footprint, location, geography. That's, that's a really interesting way to dissect it. That's where we leave it today and I appreciate Deleep sharing his knowledge and experiences. Feel free to get in touch. Maybe you would like to provide feedback or even suggest a future guest. But that's it for today. Thank you and bye for now.